It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, and uh, we've got a great one coming up today, coming up a little later in our three-hour tour, uh, actually in uh, hour three, or the third half of our three-hour tour, as I like to call it. Authors Dave Cunningham and C.K. Tyler will be joining me uh, by phone and uh, talking about the dawn of human 2.0 as portrayed in their new novel what love feels like and uh, before that a uh, orthopedic uh, surgeon from uh, houston texas uh, dr john bishop is back on the show with a new book uh, a new uh, doc brady mystery act of revenge is uh, the new novel from dr john bishop he'll be joining me in the second hour of our three-hour tour but uh coming up uh right now we're uh, fortunate to have uh joining me by phone from mass transportation authority we have um ed benning and uh stephanie k stephanie conford joins us hey welcome ed and stephanie uh, good Thank morning so for having us um, for having us you know i was i was gonna mention um the the free rides every Sunday, going on from uh, till well through the uh, first of the year, um, but that's just one of a, a number of things that are that are going on at MTA. How how has MTA continued to function in a time when people aren't supposed to go anywhere? <laughs> Well, well, Ed can right, answer right. that one. He has really gone over and beyond to make sure people are safe. Ed, tell him what all you've done with that program. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks, Tom, for the question. You know, we were asked that quite often. And, uh, you know, today we're operating at full capacity and growing on our rights to wellness. And uh, we anticipate where we're at 13000 a month right now. That's where we were at when we temporarily shut that service off for a period of days. And uh, we look by the end of the year to be up around 20,000 rides a month just, just for rides to wellness. Our, our Your Ride services are operating at about 50%. Uh, those services never shut down. Uh, 
throughout the pandemic. Our fixed routes, that the buses that run to and from downtown, we did shut those down for over 50 days. And the reason we did so is that we felt we had to shut down and prepare uh, our equipment and make sure that we had all of the necessary protection for the driver and, and the public. And we were able to accomplish that. In May, we brought service back up. And we're operating at about 40% on our fixed routes. Our regional routes that serve six counties are slow coming up, but we're now seeing five to 600 passengers a day. Uh, that service, uh, over time, we think will go back as the manufacturing hubs uh, begin, continue to, uh, to uh, go back in service. The uh, uh, school-related routes that we have, we have peak routes that uh, primarily uh, serve the student population. They're open to the general public. We're operating about 25% of those. So, uh, But we've been very fortunate. You know, when the p pandemic hit, um, one of the things that dawned on me is that when you're operating well over 100 to 150 cars, we had to figure out how to put separation between the front and back seats. And we successfully did that by putting in a very heavy plastic barrier hermetically sealed to protect the driver and the passengers. And so uh, many, many things still happening, Tom, that uh, daily we have cleaning crews that clean the buses every half hour as they go through downtown and uh, many protocols in place to protect uh, the riding public and our drivers, including every day all of us have our temperatures checked before we go to work. Where did those protocols come from, Ed? Who did who did you use as a, as an authority to help decide what kinds of things you needed to do? Well, you know, we received some direction. Uh, we were following some of the direction that came from the uh, Genesee County Health Department, uh, from uh, some of what we received through our national association, and some of the you know the state mandates, but. Uh, all in all, we recognize that our industry is uh, has been hit very hard across the country, and it dawned on us that uh, the only way that we're going to dig ourselves out of this and put ourselves in a position to serve the community was to be very creative and find ways uh, to uh, adapt, adjust, and, and move on. And, uh, there are systems in the country today that are still not operating because they're waiting for someone to build a, a barrier for them. And uh, the company that builds those uh, was behind by 5,000 barriers wow. when we were into the April timeframe. We built our own, and we've done that across the, you know, across the system. Uh, where need be, we hired uh, the private sector to help us. One company put in the barriers in the cars. But our maintenance department done a phenomenal job of manufacturing safe barriers for all of our vehicles. And and when you talk about the cars, Ed, it's it's easy to imagine a, a plastic barrier between the front seat and the back seat. But with your buses, have you done like I've seen in airplanes where they have seats that are X'd out to, to establish where people can sit that maintains social distancing? We have, uh, initially we had looked at that, but we recognized that if we follow safe protocols and require 100% of our passengers to wear masks, there would be some social distancing taking place 
among the ridership, and our numbers are, are not at a point where we have overloads, but we have not had uh, that type of issue. But we do require 100% uh, the wearing of a mask or uh, a shield, and um, our drivers are required. Individuals that do not have one, we will provide one for them. And so we do on a daily basis as they come through downtown. If they need a mask, uh, all they need to do is go to customer service and we'll provide it for them. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, what you do when when somebody... uh needs a ride but doesn't have a mask if you're able to provide those and did you ever have any trouble uh getting the quantities you needed uh we did initially because we were all out after these masks and you know we had to determine what is the uh appropriate uh type of mask that uh keeps our drivers safe and the public safe uh we reached out to some area organizations and one that really came through for us was the uh, New Life Center, uh, the Sister Carol and her operation at the uh, New Life Center. And they, uh, we actually bought masks that they made for us. And those masks, uh, we had the ability to put a charcoal filter in a pocket on the mask, and uh, we ordered uh, several thousand. And then following that, they received a grant and actually made some and donated them to us uh, to help. And since then, we've had masks that have come through the Federal Transit Administration, through the state, and even locally here, we've had uh, some organizations that have uh, provided us with masks. And so uh, the quantity is uh, continues to be uh, something we have, have to keep ahead of. We recently ordered some masks that our employees will be wearing here soon that they can wash on a you know on a daily or every other day basis and reuse them, and uh, we think that will help us. And and Stephanie, um, your role with MTA is to get out and talk to people and let them know what things are available. How have you been able to do that in this this stay at home? environment that we we find ourselves in are you doing lots of zoom stuff how, how do you how do you keep spreading the word well it definitely has changed things i was going into the um <laughs> living homes so i know the senior centers and the veterans areas and i love speaking to them i love giving them prizes and hearing their stories and and seeing how elated they became when they found out that veterans get six free rides a month and so do their spouses and so do their widows even. So this, these rides will take the veterans to the veterans hospital. It waits for them. And on the way home, they can stop off at the grocery store, at the, at the pharmacy, and take them home. So these services were so important to get out to them to let them know that. And yes, Tom, it's been very frustrating that I could not see their faces and talk to them. But even their loved ones could not get in to see them. So it was very difficult. So um, Ed was very intelligent. He had us do a um, town hall meeting, and I was able to find a lot of emails for these areas that we could actually do that by phone and tell them what services were there so they were available. But I'm also sending out flyers. I am doing a lot of Zooms. I'm getting the uh, meetings set up with Zooms, which is fine. It just You really miss out on that one-to-one basis. And if they have a question, they can ask you, and I help them fill out their applications for an ADA card, which is you know the Americans Disability Act, where they can get first in the list to get help when they need it. And there's just so many wonderful services. You and I have both worked in the media, so we know how important it is to help the community and get the word out. So thanks to you, we're getting the word out there for people. And uh, what I loved about Ed's direction under MTA 
is he knows how important, especially right now, it is to get to church, to see your loved ones, to get that connection. So what he has done is anybody and everybody has free rides every single Sunday. At first it was through the summer, and now he's extended this till the first of the year. So do not go hungry if you have to get to the grocery store. If you have to, here's something that I thought was so very, very sad, but it's a fact. A lot of our seniors are eating candy bars and donuts from the local gas stations because they cannot get to fresh fruits and vegetables to a grocery store. Look at Meyer. You know, it closed down there on Pearson Road. It became a food desert, they call it. Where there's no areas in which to get food. Well, MTA will take you downtown to the Flint Farmer's Market to get fresh fruit and vegetables. And once you're down there, there's trolleys that go all through downtown. Those are all free thanks to MTA. Now, if you want to go someplace on Sunday... You should call on Friday to make sure that you get ahead to get on the list to get on there on, on Sunday. But please do not go without groceries. If you know of anybody, neighbors, maybe your family or friends or coworkers, let them know these services are out there. And if they do have the money and want to pay throughout the week, those are reduced rates, very reduced, until the first of the year. So I'm just so proud of what MTA has done and what Ed Benning has done behind that direction of MTA. I just I can't tell you how wonderful it feels to work for somebody that really cares about the community. So, yes, please talk. Pass the word. It's out there. We want people to use it whenever they need to. Well, and that's that's interesting to know about the, the Sunday rides for free um, and and uh, also the the access to be able to use your ride to, to go to uh, grocery stores and get to where you need to get to get the good food, although I am a big fan of candy bars and donuts, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's, there's rides to groceries. We can take a grocery store and help you with your bags. You can have them all filled with candy, especially for Halloween. <laughs> well, you know, speaking about that, Tom, during the pandemic, when everybody's afraid and they're staying in, the frontline workers at MTA were still out there driving to deliver food and water, school lunches. They were still providing that throughout the entire pandemic. So they made sure people still got that water they needed in Flint and their food. So I am just so proud of our, our uh, frontline workers and the drivers and everyone there the whole team at nta ed stephanie i uh, i i have a break coming up here in about a minute can you stick around so we can talk some more absolutely sure. okay i have to take a break for about uh four minutes or so and um then we'll we'll come back and and get into this some more because there's there's lots to talk about with the mta my guests are ed benning and stephanie k from mta and uh, if you're listening to us on WFOV 92.1 FM, Our Voices Radio in Flint, they are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions of my good friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in edgewise or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. And then we'll be back with uh, more with Ed and Stephanie from MTA. Um, and then uh, don't forget, coming up a little later, authors Dr. John Bishop in the second hour. And then uh, I'll be joined by uh, C.K. Tyler and Dave Cunningham, authors of a book called What Love Feels Like, The Dawn of Human 2.0. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We've got lots more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky, soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, Pearly Gate Rock, all dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes, the king inside. A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in check or money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residence, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com 
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with Ed Benning and Stephanie Confer from MTA. Welcome back, Ed and Stephanie. Thanks for sticking around. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, during the last segment, we touched on a couple of things that uh, MTA is offering free rides every Sunday. To That's to everyone until the first of the year. Anybody who wants to take a bus to church or wherever they need to go on Sunday, that's... Um, there's just there's no charge for that and um there are also also that's also your ride they will come right to your home in a car and also take you so it's the comfort of having a your ride car or the big bus oh really oh that's that's interesting um and we talked about the the six free rides every month for health and wellness uh, that's afforded to veterans and their spouses um even widows um i i I noticed um but i i wanted to ask ed we talked a little bit about the um the logistics of trying to continue to offer the service um in the demand is has been reduced a little bit because so many people are staying home and not going places but um how are you able to offer uh, these these free rides when uh, revenue must certainly be down? Well, our uh, certainly our, our revenue is down, and uh, we're fortunate to receive uh, some CARES Act money to help us uh, during this period, and uh, that money allows us to keep our, our employees employed, and uh, at the same time to offset. Uh, the loss of revenue as a result of, uh, you know, so many businesses being down and closed and people working remote. So the CARES Act uh, money has been a a real blessing for us. Uh, But at the same time, people still need, as Stephanie pointed out, they still need to get groceries. They need to get to the doctor. They uh, Many want to go uh, to church as the churches are reopening. And so... Uh, those needs uh, continue, and uh, we have people now going back to work. And so as businesses uh, come back up, uh, the need for uh, work-related transportation happens 24 hours a day. People are going to work at very different shifts. And so we're able to, to do these things during this time because we did receive uh, that boost from uh, the federal government uh, through the same time stimulus came out, we received the CARES Act money. And that's, um, is that, was that something that was available to um, not just MTA here in Flint, but other similar organizations around the country? Yes. Yeah, actually, it was uh, CARES Act money was given uh, throughout our industry and, uh, and those in transportation. And so, you know, in each area... Uh, depending on uh, the cost of operating your system, the amount of money they received was uh, consistent with that. Uh, we've been fortunate because, uh, like, like I mentioned, we brought our services back up, and uh, we were providing free service from uh, uh, starting in, in March when the starting in May, I should say. Uh, well, we shut down for 50 days. Came up in May, so. When we shut down, uh, 
prior to that, we were providing free rights and individuals would board through the rear door. Well, now they board through the front door and they they are paying a dollar where they normally pay a dollar seventy five. And so, on our your right, where the general public is three fifty, uh, and those with uh, uh, seniors or those with disabilities uh, pay a reduced rate, we've reduced the cost of your right to two dollars. And uh, we've done these things recognizing many people are still not back to work. People have needs. And they're trying, struggling to get through this pandemic. And so it was our way of helping people and adding in the free service on Sunday, we felt would, would help the community immensely as people need to get out. And it's nice to see each week it's growing. And the numbers that uh, are used, utilizing your ride are going up every week. And on our fixed route, uh, those numbers are going up. So it's nice to see families. Uh, using that service, free service on Sunday. Well, Ed, I know that we were so grateful that Millage passed, and we want to thank everyone, the whole public that voted yes for MTA to keep these services going. Can you explain to Tom, too, what the Millage money actually does pay for with these special services? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That uh, And, and I, I'll just add a little uh, underscore to what Stephanie said. It passed very well, very handily. There is a lot of support for MTA. I think people are realizing how important it is to get, not, maybe not themselves, they may not need it, but maybe their parents or their grandparents or their co-workers to get to work. And Ed, the millage does pay for so much that helps us with that. So tell Tom more about those special services. Okay, absolutely, and thanks, Stephanie. You know, the, the millage um, was very important. Uh, there's two millages that I think rank as being the most important millages ever. And the first one was in 1996 where we passed our first countywide millage. That was extremely important because the needs in the community were growing. We did not have a way to address those needs countywide. And then this millage that just passed uh, provided that we could take three small countywide millages and put them into one millage that would be renewed every five years. Otherwise, we're going out almost every year to renew these uh, smaller millages and so that now puts us in a position we can reduce uh, our cost and resources to keep going out to renew the millages. And at the same time, it gives us the funding necessary to offset what we're not receiving from the state. You know, the state of Michigan, the revenues are down tremendously. There's some big decisions that will be coming as a result of the loss of revenue in the state. And obviously, I can't speak to them, but one of those uh, is our state operating assistance. By law, we can receive up to 50% of our annual operating expenses. Last year, we received 32%. It now appears that next year, this next fiscal year, that will drop to 30%, and we hope it doesn't drop lower. But the beauty of the millage is that it offsets what the state is unable to provide us. Without the millage, we would not be able to provide the level of services we, we do today in the community. And as Stephanie mentioned, the special services that we're providing are, in most cases, unique in this country. You know, our rights to wellness, um, you know, we're very proud of the fact it's the number one medical transportation service by a public agency 
in the United States, and we're the model. And none of that would be possible if it wasn't for the great support we have in the community. And as people become aware of these special services, they very much want to support what we're doing. And I've had people tell me they just can't believe what we're doing here. Uh, I had an individual recently that was telling me about uh, a matter of fact, we were at a radio station here in, uh, over at Fox. We were talking with Johnny Burke, and he was talking about his parents, and he said, there's nothing like this where they live. He, just, he was absolutely amazed that we had a service that would take you, uh, would respond. It's a on-demand service that our attempt is to respond within 30 minutes of the call to take you for your medical trip. And we've done that, and we've done it very well. Uh, over the last five years, and that service uh, is continuing to grow. We now have some new partners that want to partner with us to purchase services because they see that this model is one that really works and it works well. Well, and also, Ed, you you and I have talked about this uh, in the past, the uh, regional routes that you have for people traveling to work who are working maybe 50, 60, 70 miles uh, away from where they live, that's been kind of, um, I, I don't want to say unique, but it's certainly not the norm. No, no, it's a, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, obviously right now we're operating at a much lower level because many of those plants have not come back yet, and there's some new ones in the mix, but we were providing 10,000 rides a week for area um residents that are working out of our community but they're bringing their income back and when they bring their income back it generates 160 million dollars in spend in our community and we think that we'll see those numbers continue to grow and go back to the levels we achieved prior to the pandemic it take some time but uh, each week we're being asked to make some changes and to make some adjustments there's new companies coming on board uh, when I was in Washington and I met with uh, some of the staff in the Department of Transportation, um, I, one individual in particular, in particular that I met with, um, he told me that our regional program was a model for the country. He had read about it, couldn't believe what we're doing and the success we've had. But, Tom, we've had that service now for 23 years. Wow. You know, Ed is being so humble because he has won Hometown Health Hero <laughs> and Jack Hamity Scout Award. I hear Washington calling him all the time saying, can you please come and talk to us and tell us what your model is? How are you operating the largest fleet of automobiles in a transit city in Michigan? He just won the things behind his leadership, MTA, won the 2019 Outstanding Urban Transit System amongst 3,500 different organizations. And I know that, like you mentioned, Tom, the Great Lakes Crossing was a beautiful mall. It was built, and they almost didn't open it because they could not find employees to work there. And Ed saw there were people here in Genesee County that needed work. So that he devised a bus route to take them from Genesee County to the Great Lakes Crossing. And there's also a big organization in Livingston County. It was a manufacturing plant. And they said, wow, we can't find people here to work. We're going to move out of state to find employees. And Ed said, wait a minute, we did it for Great Lakes Crossing. Let's try to do it for you. So like he said, we take 10,000 people a week to work generating $160, 000, or $160 million back here in Genesee County. So 
there's so many things that MTA does people don't even realize. I just can't tell you about all of them in one setting, but just thank you for passing that millage. Thank you for making these services available because it's like an insurance policy for you. You never know when you might need these services, and they're going to be there for you. You know, Ed, you mentioned that um, some of the uh, businesses that you serve with these regional routes um, have been down because they've been closed and they're going through various phases of partial opening and, and working our way back to whatever the new normal is going to be. But how has it impacted, uh, um, how has this pandemic impacted MTA as a business and, a, and an organization? Have you had to have people working from home and, and have you had to change how things operate there at uh, at the various locations on Dort Highway and and uh, other places. Uh, absolutely, you know when the pandemic hit, uh, we shut down our main office totally. We had uh, all staff uh, working remotely, and uh, we had some people coming in, but it was quite limited. And uh, we wanted to make sure that people were uh, kept in a, a very safe position and were able to run the business. Since then. We have continued to provide uh, remote working opportunity for staff, and that's by each department. Each department head has to determine uh, when it makes sense to work remote and when they need to be in the office. And we, even today, we continue to operate. We're hopeful over time as we get into, uh, after we get into October, maybe into November, that w that won't be necessary. But you know, it's been very interesting to me because many times in the past, people talked about the reality of could people work from home and who would work from home. And when those conversations came up, uh, it was uh, more of, well, what would happen if we did this and which one and how would it work out? Well, here, we actually lived through it. And uh, I can tell you, in my own situation, working uh, remote, the one thing about working remote, uh, it's quite interesting, is your day starts about 7 in the morning and it ends about midnight. Because yeah. As long as, you have, as long as you have a phone, uh, mm -hmm. people will get a hold of you. And uh, so true. I can tell you that I operated uh, from home, uh, utilizing my phone, writing memos, setting up town hall meetings. And it's amazing what I learned even in my own position. But... Uh, we've worked our way through it. Staff has been outstanding. They've done a tremendous job, and I can't say enough about how they've been so flexible. And at the same time, we have people, as you can imagine, they're very concerned. And so today we limit how many people come in our building. Uh, that's almost next to none. Uh, we do things different. We wear masks uh, in the building. We have our temperature taken when we arrive. So we have a, a, a kiosk that you walk up to, and uh, if you don't have your mask on, it tells you to put your mask on. It tells you if you're safe to go in. You know, that being said, too, Tom, this is time of the year people are, this time of our lives, people are losing their jobs. Like you said, you have to work remotely. But the one great thing about MTA is they are now hiring. So if there are people right now without work, the hiring process is taking place, and they're looking for drivers, and they even hire seniors. They're the best drivers because they have extra time on their hands, and they're personable, they're dependable, and hires vets. They've even hired people with special needs and disabled. I just love that MTA will hire anybody and everybody who's willing to work and has a good work ethic, and they, they're wonderful 
employees. I have seen these drivers make relationships with the um, passengers that they know each other when they pick them up and they, they depend on each other. And uh, we just did a commercial with one of the um, drivers saying that they just became such good friends with one of the um, girls that were, he, she was totally blind, and he, um, not Ashley, it was another lady, and he said that Meyer gave her a big birthday party because she used to go there every day with MTA and they got to know her. So you build relationships. It's just you're helping the community, and if you're looking for work, it's there for you. So I'm so glad they're hiring me now. I just want to get that word out as well. Yeah, I, I was kind of working up to that, Stephanie. Thanks for bringing that up because I was I was going to ask Ed um, that uh, have you been able to, we've, we've been in this sort of pandemic uh, predicament for six plus months um have you been able to keep everybody on your staff uh, there or or have you had to to furlough or or lay off anybody um and and did millage money and cares money you know help you to keep people we we did have uh we've kept uh kept everyone but we did have a period of time which we shut down and so uh, we shut down to prepare our buses and to prepare our rights to wellness. And we paid uh, the employees for part of that, and then they went on to unemployment for a portion, and they were recalled. And now we're in a position that uh, for our rights to wellness, for example, we're hiring right now. We need individuals to drive the cars, and um, it's a great job. And uh, we need individuals for our your ride services, and uh, so we're hiring uh, for both of those. We provide the training. I think when people see uh, to the extent that we've went to make sure that they're safe and passengers are safe, people feel you know much better about it. And so we're hoping people will come out and, and fill those positions. Uh, we uh, looking forward. Uh, I th- it appears to me that. Uh, we're going to provide service at some new levels that we haven't achieved in the past. And one of those is that we intend to, over this next year, and our new fiscal year starts October 1st, runs to September of next year. It is our intention to start a new service that's a flex ride service, and it will be one where you'll be able to use an app or call, and we will respond uh it will be on demand so we can take you to work, bring you home when you're ready to come home, and as your workday changes or your schedule changes, that won't be an issue, and we'll be able to provide even a higher level of service. And with our rights to wellness, we have uh, several new partners that uh, were coming on board, and we'll be providing you know additional uh, service there also. Now, when you say that you're that you're hiring, um, who are you looking for? What what kind of people do you want to apply? Well, uh, first and foremost, make sure they have a good driver's license, and uh, <laughs> we look for pe- we're looking for people that really want to work with the public. Uh, but you know, we're looking for people to drive our cars. Sometimes people think, well, if I go to work the MTA. I'm going to be required to drive one of those big buses. Well, there may be some opportunity there if you're so desired. But many of uh, our vehicles in our fleet today are cars, vans, small vehicles. And that's a growing number of vehicles in the fleet. And so individuals that are interested in working part-time or full-time and want to come in and drive uh, someone to a doctor's appointment, and uh, do that kind of work, it's a great job. It really fits well. 
as Stephanie mentioned, uh, we have a number of seniors that drive in that service. Some of them elected to stay off early on with the pandemic because they may have some issues of their own because of, you know, as people age. But uh, the vast majority are still working and uh, doing that work every day. And so we're looking for individuals with a good driving record, with uh, pleasant personality, and uh, willing to, uh, to work uh, driving a car, driving a van, or even a minibus. Well, and I wanted to mention uh, that um, you also hire vets. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We want, we want vets to ride, drive vets. <laughs> and so uh, we are interested in veterans that uh, will come and work. And as Stephanie mentioned earlier, when we take someone to Ann Arbor to the hospital, we don't drop them off and make it an all-day uh, excursion for them. We wait for them. And that service is paid for in total, so there's no cost. So an individual that must go to get their treatment to Ann Arbor or Detroit or Saginaw, those are services that are provided, and we wait for you. Well, and, uh, it used take, to be four a month, and then it was five a month. Now isn't it six a month per veterans and their spouses? So it'll be 12 per household, Ed? Yes. And, and Stephanie sent me over a, a few talking points before we, uh, as we were setting up this, uh, this plan to get together and talk. And uh, one of the points on it I, I wanted to bring up to Stephanie, um, it says uh, rides to wellness can get you to the dock within 30 minutes. Is it, or it's free? <laughs> uh, well, okay, Tom, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> no, it's just, that is our goal. It's if you were to wake up or your mother woke, woke up and she felt sick, you, can, you need to get to the doctor. So, Ed has said he wants to make sure that person can get there within 30 minutes. So that was our goal. So, Ed, you might want to answer that one. <laughs> it's not going to be yeah, free, but 31 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, but good you know, try, Tom. Uh, yeah, and we... Um, uh, you know, if you use our basic Your Right service, it works great, but it's pre-scheduling, and you're required to call a day ahead, or you can call up to a week ahead. And, you know, that service uh, is there for you. For those that need to get to the doctor, they get up in the morning, they need to get to the doctor, uh, we have our Rides of Wellness. We're opening uh, that service up to the general public here soon, where you'll be able to, anyone can call in and use our Rides to Wellness. Right now, it's through agencies. So uh, if you're um, a veteran, you need to sign up with a veterans uh, agency here in Genesee County. If you're a senior, you need to sign up through the Valley Area Agency on Aging. And uh, then you become a participant uh, in, in their programs. And uh, as we open it up to the general public, our goal is to provide that trip within 30 minutes of your call. And uh, uh, when we initially started out in September of 2016, when it was clear to us we needed same-day service, uh, we had, the first month, we had about 160 passengers in September 2016. Now, we're looking at 13,000 in a month. And I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that uh, by, uh, by winter, we will be into about 20,000 a month. So it just shows you what's happening with that service. And here's something to keep in mind. If somebody's listening right now who might be 40 or 50 years old, and they're, they're younger. Steph- Stephanie, I hate, Stephanie, I hate to interrupt, but I'm, I'm bumping right up against a break. Do you want to stick around and sure. we'll wrap it up on the other side? 
I can, absolutely. Ed, do you have time to do it? Yes. All right. Okay. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more with Ed and Stephanie Hi, from MTA. Hi, from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place 
where you never get harmed. A magical place with magical charms. Indoors, indoors, indoors. Take it away. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm talking with Ed Benning and Stephanie uh, Confer from MTA. And Stephanie, uh, and welcome back, both of you. Thanks for sticking around. I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you having us, Tom. Thank you so much for that. Um, Stephanie, yeah, Stephanie, I, uh, I kind of had to cut you off there as we were uh, headed into break, and I, I want to give you a chance to, to finish your thought. Oh, gosh. Well, no problem. I totally understand how that goes, so you'll never offend me. No, I was just going to say that a lot of people, the younger generation, might be listening thinking, ah, I don't need MTA. I got my own car. I don't have to listen to this. But the thing is, yes, you do, because every single day, 10,000 people are turning 65 years old, and that's going to happen for the next 17 to 20 years. So you might be 45 right now, but, you know, within 20 years, you're going to be 65, and you might need that because people are aging in place. As we get older, we will all experience that we might have more medical problems or disabilities, and you might not be able to get that car. One person, I have lunch with a lot of the drivers just because I want to keep that connection, and we are starting up a podcast, and I want to make sure I can connect with people and get the great stories out there. And one driver said, it's so rewarding to take a veteran to the hospital. Another one said she picked up a man who had a, a Cadillac in his driveway, and she's like, um, why did you want to ride? He said, because... I can't, I can't afford the gas and the insurance as inexpensively as I can take a ride. So, I mean, he was elderly, and he had to watch his money, so he had an older Cadillac. But it's such an inexpensive and convenient way to get around town to get to where you need to go. And so many people do need to get out and get to the grocery store and get to the pharmacy and get to the doctor. We're there for you. So it is just the best-kept secret in all of Genesee County. And i got a big mouth, and I'm going to get it out there. <laughs> I want people to know that the services are available for everyone. Well, and, and I would also add, Stephanie, that a lot of younger people aren't uh, buying cars, and they're not driving as much as, uh, as certainly we did when we were coming up. We couldn't wait to be able to right. drive. But a lot, of, uh, a lot of younger people now don't, don't have that same uh, zeal for, for driving themselves around, and, and uh, public transportation is certainly going to be more and more important to them. Um, Ed, any uh, any final thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up? And I always give guests an opportunity to let people know where they can find out more about what we've been talking about. Um, but uh, go ahead, Ed. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for for having us today. You're you're always so great to give us a chance to really share with you what's happening uh, in our organization and the community. Uh, one of the things that uh, really resonates with people today is that many individuals are now taking care of mom, dad, the in-laws, uh, they're taking care of a spouse, a neighbor, and they start to realize what Stephanie mentioned, people aging in place now have, they're living longer, they're living with medical issues, and sometimes a medical issue with disability, and the family unit becomes the transportation unit. I've had business people 
offered to give me a blank check to take care of mom and dad for the next year because they work out of town and they say, you know, to be off for the day to take them to an appointment, uh, they just can't afford to do it. That is the world we live in today. That's the reason why special services are our future. And uh, the medical transportation service is only one of an array of services that will need will be needed to be able to have a great quality of life. And so that's becoming a reality. It resonates with people. And uh, people will tell me, you know, I, I really can't go anywhere in this community without seeing one of your cars or one of your vans. And, and I say, well, those are all belong to the taxpayers in this community, and we appreciate everyone's support. That's how it's possible. And Stephanie, um, just just to wrap things up here, and again, thank you to, to both of you for spending this much time and sharing all the great things that are going on at MTA, but um, where can people find out more about MTA and, and uh, get access to MTA? Well, there is a website, and it's mtaflint.org. And on that website, you can see all the services. You can see where they're hiring for jobs. Um, and I believe you can even set up for a um, free presentation if you'd like one either in person or on Zoom. I'm happy to do either one. And I'll even give you my office number so you can call me personally if you have any questions, if you would like more information. I'll be happy to help. And that number is 810-780-8807. That's 810-780-8807. Happy to answer any time to help you. All right. Well, thank you both. Have a great day. Well, thank you so much. You're so gracious, you Tom. I know, I know airtime is valuable, and you gave us a lot. So thank you so very much. All right. Take thank care. Thank you, Tom. Bye-bye. Take care. Ed Benning and Stephanie Confer from MTA. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I took a ride on the bus the other day. And it convinced me once and for all that there is a school for bus drivers. <laughs> because they couldn't innately know what they do. They would have to go to school to learn some of these things. And I would like to take you out of that school. Uh, as we enter the school, there's a course going on in which they present the bus drivers with actual situations they'll encounter while driving their buses to find out how they react to it. And as we enter the course, we find uh, the instructor talking to the student bus drivers. Uh, you men have now completed what's known as the basic course in bus driving. In this course, you're going to be presented with actual situations you'll encounter while driving the buses. And it's primarily designed to find out whether you're just going to be, uh, well, good bus drivers or possibly one of the great all-time bus drivers. <laughs> bus drivers like uh, the legendary Larry Strickland uh, probably the greatest bus driver of the 1930s and possibly of all time, Neil Norlag. <laughs> I, I'd like to take one of the students, uh, Johnson, you want to get in the bus, uh, and oh, uh, Mrs. Selkirk, you want to get back to your marks back there? Uh-huh. Uh, good. Here, here's the situation, Johnson. Uh, you've just pulled into a stop, you've discharged your passengers, and out of the rearview mirror, uh, you notice this old woman running for the bus. Okay. You want to you want to start running now, Mrs. Selkirk? <laughs> okay. Let's see how Johnson goes about. Uh, hold it! Hold it! Hold it, Johnson. Uh, you're you're pulling out much too fast, Johnson. 
See, uh, she, she, she gave up uh, about halfway in the block, you see. Yeah, what, what you want to do is just kind of gradually ease out, you see, so uh, you're always holding out the hope they may be able to catch the bus. <laughs> oh, another thing you want to watch, a lot of these old women, they'll, they'll run at three-quarter speed, you see. Then, then they'll put on a final burst and they'll catch up with a bus, so. Uh, Graham, you want to be the bus driver? Yes, Mrs. Orkirk, you want to get back to your mark again? <laughs> All right, let's try it with Graham. Same situation. All right. You want to you start running again, uh, Mrs. Selkirk? Hmm? Okay, let's see how, how, how Graham handles this situation. All right, fine. Uh, uh, d did you all see how he slammed the door right in her face that time? Uh, that's, uh, that's known as your perfect pullout. Uh, Oh, one other thing, uh, it wasn't part of the problem, uh, but uh, I want to compliment you on it. You blocked both lanes that time, pulling in. Uh, okay, and Mrs. Selkirk, I think we'll take uh, situation 13 this time. Yeah, you want to you get in the Chevrolet? Mm -hmm. uh, Graham, this is a situation you'll very often encounter. You'll be driving along your route, and uh, all of a sudden this car will pull in front of you, and on the back will be caution student driver or learning to drive, uh, something like that. Okay. All right, Mrs. Elkirk, you want to pull in front of Graham and see how he, how he goes about handling this situation? All right, that, that was fine. That was uh, very good. Uh, could you all see what he did there? Uh, he gets back about 10, 15 car lengths, uh, gets it up to around 60. <laughs> then he gets right behind her, bang, he slams on his brakes, he hits the horn at the same time. Uh, did you all see how the car went out of control there? <laughs> the, the, the minute she dove for the floorboard, it just kind of swerved into the light pole over there. Okay, uh, some of you want to extricate uh, uh, Mrs. Selkirk from the car? Just uh, roll down the window and crawl right out, Mrs. Selkirk. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Selkirk, I think this will be the last one. You be the woman with the packages on this one, all right? Okay, uh, Graham, on this one, I'm going to stand behind you because uh, you can't be expected to know this. It's going to take time and a lot of practice. All right, you want to get on the bus, Mrs. Selkirk? That's, all right, fumble, fumble for your change. All right, now s start heading toward the back of the bus. That's it. All right, hit your accelerator. All right, hit the brake. Hit the accelerator again. <laughs> now your brake. All right, just see how she spun all the way to the front of the bus that time? Mm. Mm. That's, that's going to take a little practice. A lot of times they'll grab a hold of another passenger. You may hit your brake too soon. All I can tell you is don't get discouraged. Uh, within five, six months, you'll have all of them spinning right to the front of the bus. Okay, now let's all get in our individual buses and uh, start practicing. And just remember, it's accelerator, brake, accelerator, brake. Okay, uh, uh, for, for homework tonight, uh, we're going to mispronounce the names of streets.
This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Let's get off my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. It's 